Temple Rhodes, our affiliate from Maryland, had a smart idea. We were on, a, on an online meeting the other day, and he said, Damien, let's record something with Chad about wheat. And we can talk about from the north to the south, because the idea is where I'm from in northern Indiana, you go out there and you put your wheat in, you drill it in, and beginning of October, and you forget about it till April, and then maybe you go out and do a, a nitrogen treatment on it. These guys are doing wheat treatments now, and they want you to be prepared from what they're doing. They're going to tell you how they're doing it, why they're doing it, when they're doing it, and then you can apply that to your operation based on where you are climatologically. Welcome to Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. More than just a podcast, it's the place for insights you can apply immediately to your farm operation for increased success. This episode of Cutting the Curve is brought to you by Ag Explore. With innovative products that improve fertilizer efficiency, protect yield, and reduce stress, Ag Explore helps maximize field potential. Find out how Ag Explore can help you get more out of your crop at agexplore.com. And now, here's your host, Damian Mason. Hey there, welcome to another fantastic episode of Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. We're talking about wheat today. We're talking about what you should be doing right now. We're releasing this in early January of 2023. So depending on when you're listening to this, I know maybe you went back and found this. doesn't matter. Just think about the timing now. Chad Henderson grows a lot of wheat. He's in Madison, Alabama. That's North Alabama, not too far from Huntsville. And so his uh, timing is going to be a little bit different. Uh, Temple in the Eastern Shore, Maryland. So that's what we're talking about we're talking about wheat what you should be doing now what's the next step because it's in the ground it's growing what should you be doing now you can take these lessons home to your farming operation for bigger yields chad you just told me something when we started before we started recording i said you're gonna be going out and hitting these fields like in february aren't you and he said no i'm doing it now tell us what's going on in your wheat fields right now well you know the reason we put nitrate we we start spraying wheat and put nitrate in is where we can winterize the sprayers you know so that's kind of what we do. <laughs> so, so, yeah, you're, you're doing you're doing it. I was just, gonna say that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we're just so doing no. it. We're just doing it. We're just doing it so we can run some stuff through the yep. sprayers that won't freeze. So the last time that we was in the field on the wheat was right prior to Thanksgiving. It was like the right the day before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving Day uh, morning. That was we we was in the wheat field putting our herbicide on, and we had put a shot in. You know that me and Temple uh, talked about before. You know it's. It's got a shot of, uh, it's a splash of PGR, which we had mega grow in there. We had some complex in there, had some sugar in there and, um, had some. Now, wait wait a minute, Chad, you're telling me this is the last time you went over it. I guess this just so that the person that's listening can run it on time. Um, you planted your wheat when? So, all right, let's start on that. So we, we plant our wheat around the 20th. 18th to the 20th is when we start. I'd like to have all of it planted by the 10th of November. You know, if I could plant it all at the same time, it would be 25th to the 1st of November would be our prime window. So we want to we want to start planting around that. This year was around the 16th or 17th of October is when, it, when we started. We would like to plant it all. If we could plant it in the prime window, it would be the 25th of October to the 1st, the 5th, let's say the 5th of November. I love that window. It hits good for us. And so by the time it come up and growing good, then we put our first herbicide on, which we either, you know, this time we'd done a lot of distant in front of it, so we didn't need to spray as much burn down. So we'd run a disc over it, and then we had a herbicide treatment we did, and it was right prior to Thanksgiving. Actually, the day before Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving morning was the weather was great for it, and we'd done it then, but we didn't quite get finished with it. 
Okay, so wait a minute, real quick. I'm just gonna run some numbers here. Your wheat, on average, then by Thanksgiving, has been in the ground for a month, and so you've got, if you assuming you have water, your emergence, and so your is your wheat four inches on average at that point? No, no, it's just it's really just you can row it good, you know. And there's certain windows that we got to use, you know. If you're putting out residual, you know, or something like that, you have to put it out after it after it sprouts, you know, Matt Miles can talk to you about that, you know. So it needs to be that, what, Temple's a third or fourth day after you plant it, you know. If it's got moisture, should have a sprout in. Or, you know, if you don't spray it before then, you can see some damage. And, right. you know, or you can spray it after it comes on up and gets going, you know. But so you can't I, I do the same thing um, as Chad, but I wait until it spikes the ground. And I use the philosophy of you can see down the row it's time to go. But I'm also – I want to wait till it's kind of up and above ground because I'm going to put on a few other things as well. And I, that I kind of want to get right on the plant, yep. but go ahead, Chad. That, that's exactly what we done this time. So we waited on it and it was a, like Temple said. So we was three weeks in it kind of just row it, you know, it was probably two inches high, you know, something like that. It was trying to throw the second leaf out. So that's kind of where we was. And then we put on, we had a pretty good load in there. You know, we talked about, we had some, we had mega grow in there you know, which is just a PGR root stimulant. So we had that in, we had some sugar in, we had some CCAT in, you know, or some kind of humic or whatever, a, a buffener. And then we had a couple of herbicides in, you know, the things we went after. So um, I don't remember what else we had in. I think it was six or seven things in it at that, at that point. And Did we you had put a micro pack in there? Yep. That this, on this first load, we actually used that one from nature's crop max. I want to go, go back here on what's in the so it's roughly two inches high. You're you're it's been in the ground for a few weeks, and yep. you said you do a herbicide treatment. You didn't have to hit it with as much herbicide this time because you had cultivated this ground, so your weed pressure wasn't as great. Correct? Well, it's just according to the year. You know, if you if it's warm then and we got moisture and you're getting rains, you're gonna have that flash of henbit and the winter weeds is gonna be coming. So, you know, it's just kind of according to the year and what you got. If we'd have worked it up and been in a dry spell, we wouldn't have had any weeds. We'd have waited a little longer because it wouldn't have, you know, we wouldn't we wouldn't have had any weed pressure. Yeah, you know, because you'd have been past the weed. You'd been past yep. weed germination. So the stuff you're using. Because when you start, you're either going to do a burn down prior to wheat, you're right. going to do a burn down, or you're going to diss it up, one or the other. You may do both at some points, yeah. but you're going to have, have some kind of work in it, you know, some kind of shot prior to planting. And and the stuff that you would put in, even though weed pressure wasn't terrible, if you're going to go across it, you say go ahead and put in some kind of a herbicide, and it's something with residual. Yes, it's something that's going yeah, to be in I mean, the soil. For... Yeah, that was, that was really the main reason for going across it, and then we added the other stuff to it you know um it's, it's really what it was yeah you're making sure that you've got adequate amount of coverage to get you into frost season past weed germination so something that has residual in the soil do you mind telling us what the product was well like i said we was using we was using zidua on it and in a couple more products as well i don't remember right. what the other two was and, and then in the tank on that in the tank on that thanksgiving pass you said you had a plant growth regulator and that's for what purpose root stimulation okay and then so herbicide plant growth regulator uh nitrogen nope no nitrogen we had a we had a we had a micro pack which had a shot in it but we had a micro pack root stimulant we had a sugar in there and we had a um sea cat some kind of humic a buffener a softener in there as well okay and uh has that been standard practice or is that what you came to the conclusion this year you needed to do because you had a different mix last year at your roughly Thanksgiving pass? 
Yeah. So, you know, every year we kind of mold it and feed it to what fertility program we might have done, you know, or what we're going to do, you know, whether it was litter or whatever. But this year that's – I mean, we got most of those things in it. We hadn't been putting in the uh, the root stimulant. We hadn't been doing that. Me and Temple talked about doing that. He'd been doing that, so we tried that. And also we had that we had that Preaxor in there, Temple. Yeah. Uh, what's the Preaxor do? Fungicide. Got it. And so it's you need the fungicide in uh, your November pass. Now we're going to come back to you and talk about what you're doing right now. Cause as again, we're recording this around Christmas time, but that's what it means it's been a month since you've been in your field. Um, I want to talk to temple temple. This could take us from wheat planting till today. What you, when you plan, <clears throat> what you've done. So our, our planning differences between me and Chad uh, and Chad can correct me if I'm wrong. I plan a lot earlier. We're, it gets colder here faster. I'm trying to make as many tillers as I possibly can. You know, uh, we all talk about this, Chad and I, and all of us, you know, we figure about 75% of those um, fall tillers is what it adds to that yield. You know, when you're talking a high end, high yield and wheat, I need them to tiller as much as I can. So up here where it gets a little bit colder. So I start planting back uh september 20th 25th is when we'll start and i want to be done by the 15th through the 20th of october i don't want to go much later than that because we can't get it up and i can't get it um tillered out good enough where i'm comfortable always our earlier planet stuff always does a lot better for us i think that Chad, you'd correct me if I'm wrong. Do you plant later because you can't handle all of that? You stay warm a lot longer. So doesn't your stuff go? I mean, it'll race almost to joining if you're not careful on it. Yep. That's that's the problem we get into. You know, we don't that's I think that's a lot of the problem in the South why we can't grow really good wheat is we don't have the same winter every year. We don't have that date where it just kind of shuts down. Two guys from from uh, the wheat wager win first and second, and you just said two guys from the South can't grow good wheat? <laughs> yeah, Matt Miles, Matt Miles had 101 bushel wheat in the wheat wager, and he's in the Delta region. What's that? Yeah, he's 121. Oh, it was 117. Okay, 120. I was 110. Lee was 117. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was, so you I was down first to third. Uh, oh, okay. So 121. I thought it was 101. So 121 bushel wheat. And so, yeah, I'd say you can get done. So Temple, your thing is you went out and plant again. When did you plant? Uh, sometime between September 20th through the middle of October, let's say. Okay. Right now, the person that, you know, if you're old enough, uh, you've been told your whole life about the fly free date, fly free date. You can't <laughs> go out there until the fly free date. I was told this is what I tell. I was told when I was a kid, Temple, I want to tell you, Northeastern Indiana, I knew about the fly free date when I was like 12 years old. And I said, why aren't we planting wheat? The neighbors are because the fly free date is not until October 8th. I remember knowing that October 8th or 9th, that's exactly what it's supposed to be. You're not supposed to plant wheat until then. You just told me you're out there September 12th. October 5th here. And uh, I tell everybody the same thing. I ain't seen him yet. I ain't going to worry about him now. And mine's October 20th. Yeah. And so uh, you did say, though, Chad, that you would I, you would, and ideally go from October 20th to November 5th. You are adhering to the fly free day. Well, I don't know if I'm hearing it. I don't know. He just kind of coincides when I get ready to go to the field. <laughs> <laughs> right. so, so, Temple, so Temple went out a full two weeks before the fly free date, and he and it hasn't affected him. So you planted this in about a two week window. And how yeah. many how many acres of wheat are we talking about? Well, I planted. Um, oh, Temple, go ahead. Temple, how many acres? Yeah, stop cutting in. We're not talking oh. to you right now, Chad. I'm sorry. 
How many um, acres of wheat, Temple? I'm only I'm only around fifteen hundred. Well, that's plenty because a lot of people, you know, a lot to a lot of people, wheat is just something you do if you need to like put in drainage tile or something. So we're talking about this is an actual. You look at wheat, and you know, I, I think it was my, we do fa- it? my father calls it a poor man's crop. That's what he told me. <clears throat> I think that uh, if people actually looked at wheat the way they look at corn, they'd be impressed at how much they. And that's one of our reasons for doing the wheat wager was: what if we actually didn't just look at this as something to go, uh, you know, in between stuff? And that's how you look at. Well, I'm glad that you said that, Damien, because th- there's a lot of truth in that. You know, they're both grass crops, and this is a lot of my program and a lot of what Chad and I are talking about. You know, some of these extra things. It's almost the exact same protocol that we follow on on corn. Isn't that right? I'd agree with that, you know, because that's 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 where we got this from. You know, it's talking about the uptake and it's a grass crop and and we're gonna push our push some things late like we did on our corn and uh it's gonna get real interesting. Yeah. It's gonna fall, it's yeah. gonna get good. It's gonna get good. So Temple, you put so, your stuff in the ground, and you said a little bit ago, you said you go with the philosophy when you see the row, it's time to go. I wrote that down. Yeah. I like that because it emerges, and so what? Two to th- two weeks to three weeks after you've got it, uh, once you seeded it, you're now looking out there and you're seeing one to three inch wheat plants. Yeah. Right? So we're so what we're trying to do is I got one to three inch wheat plants. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to promote as much tillering as I possibly can get out there. I'm trying to promote as much root growth as I can because I'm wanting to overwinter better. I want those fall tillers that adds to my yield. I want that root growth to make me um, overwinter a little bit better. So we use the same thing. The only thing that I do maybe a little bit different than he does, we'll put like a 25-15-0 with some sulfur in it, uh, maybe a few minor elements, and then we'll add a, a micro pack to that as well, and we'll spray that over the top. But it's the same thing. It's a humic. It's a sugar. It's a micro pack. Our micro pack will be um, something. Well, the one that I use specifically is one from Ag Explorers, the charge product. And the reason I use it because it's a high phosphorus product that I can get it right into that plant right away, throw me some energy, make some, th- make some difference. We're right, putting. Real quick, let's, hey, well, I went through this again. Micro pack, the micro pack product. That's what's got that contains the Ag Explorer, or this is in addition to the that. Ag- is the Ag Explorer that the micro pack that I'm using is the Ag Explorer's product, and it's called Charge, and hey. it's a high phosphorus blend. And you talked about your fertility is a 25-15-0 with uh, yep. some sulfur with some in it. And you said and humic. A, and then a Chad did a CCAT or a, a, a carbon. What, what's the, the CCAT's in it? A humic or a full? It's a humix. It's a humic, yeah. And you're doing a similar thing. Yep, doing a similar thing. We also add a sugar. Uh, the sugar that I use is octane. I don't know which one. Chad, did you use sweet success? Did you use? Yeah. What did you use? Yeah, on, on, this, on this load, I think we used... Um... I don't remember. I don't remember which sugar I was dumping in. Either, either I'm going to use a MMTS sugar from Teva, or I'm going to use a Sweet Success, or I'm going to use something, you know, equivalent to that. Whatever we've got there that's that needs to be run through. Got you it. Know, so either Teva, either Teva sugar or Sweet Sweet Success comes from Concept Agritech. Concept Agritech. All right. Hey, real quick, Temple, did you put herbicide in your mix, or is it passed by the time you go out there? And that would have been. 
based on when you said that you'd have been doing this mid to late October, somewhere between October nope, and I'm Halloween? Always residual. See, we have a problem with uh, ryegrass. So, uh, and I think everybody across the country that grows weed will have a problem with ryegrass. If you ain't got it yet, but you will have it. Residual takes that, that out. So there is a herbicide in it. And then again, we put preaxor in that same mix. So it is kind of a hot mix. Um, do, do we, do you want to know why we put preaxor on? Because somebody's going to tell us that we're idiots for putting fungicide on plants that are just barely out of the ground. Do we? And do you want to go you need over to that? Pop it in just a second in the rate. Yeah, okay. well, I think the the one question would be: you can see where Chad might need it because he's got a few more weeks where it's kind of what you'd think is fungicide weather. It's kind of damp. It's getting grayer days. It could, and you'd say, yeah, I could see it. There's moisture hanging around. But you're saying, wait a minute, clear up in Maryland. By the time you get in November, aren't you having hard frosts? Uh, doesn't that mean that the plants getting? I mean, I, I would, the average person might think well, you don't have a fungus problem that time. Let of me year. let me start with it. Let me start with this. So and then let Temple. Go ahead. So Temple got me onto this, and I was like, man, I don't know. I just really don't have that much out there. Okay, but that much is what it takes. So he told me this, and I, so I went full fledged with it this year. But that. What you always see is when you start scouting the wheat in the fall, it'll be like, well, we got just a little bit of this, or we got just a little bit of that, but it ain't really enough to spray after, but we've got some disease there, and all that disease is wintering over, you know, and all that corn fodder that we put on the ground. And so it's going to jump on the first thing that comes up, and that's your wheat. And, you know, me and Temple talked about it, and I said, man, that would clear up a lot of the things that I have that aren't really enough to go after, but I'm already making that trip. And, you know, the rate that he t he'll talk about here is is the reason and in doing it. Yeah, so you're talking about fungicide. Chad makes a smart point there. You know, oh, we just have just a little bit. Well, just a little bit is yield offsetting. Just enough. Just enough. Just enough to offset yield. What do you no. think? I mean, if you, if, first off, how much money are you talking about, Chad? Like if you're putting a fungicide in that, uh, that, that treatment you did like at Thanksgiving, is it is it one of those things is like even if fungus fungus isn't an issue, we know that weed's biggest problem is rust and, and you know those kinds of this, things. Like like I said, I'm gonna let Tim, Temple wrap up on that. But the biggest thing is you we're still still talking about starting off with look at what we're putting in here. We're putting in a root stimulant. We're starting off trying to get the plant up and going. We're trying to get it to winter. So it's all about plant health. So Temple, go ahead on that. Hey Temple, before you tell us about so, plant health, before you tell us about plant killing. health, I want to absolutely can we. Can somebody mute him? Can somebody mute that guy? <laughs> all right, all right. We cannot get going. Go no. ahead, brother. Tell us about hey, tell us about your fungicide and why you do it. So let's back it. Are we telling the whole story? I guess I tell him the whole story. That's how we get to it. So here's the backstory. So a few years back, uh, quite a few years back when Preax were it wasn't even out yet. A buddy of mine from BASF took a trip across country or across seas and he was looking at high yielding wheat one of the things he came back with was this product and he brought me this product and uh he said i want you to use it on wheat when it first spikes the ground um i want you to put fungicide on i laughed that must be crazy well i did it and it was a big bump um and yield right to the row and i was like man what is going on here i just couldn't i couldn't wrap my head around it 
But I said, okay, I'm all in. So the very next year, we we uh, they come out with pre-axle. You know, that's his first year out, you know. So they come out with it, 100% of my acres. I believe in it after that test that I did. I'm like, yep, I'm all in. Put it on 100% of the acres. Uh, very next year goes by, put it on 100% of my acres. My uh, my grain broker calls me and uh, out of the blue, and he said, hey, uh, what are you doing that's different than all the other uh, farmers in your area. I said, man, nothing. All the farmers in my area are awesome. Why? Like I have a hard time keeping up with them. He was like, no, your, your fallen numbers are better. Your VOM levels, which is, you know, your head scab numbers, um, they're lower. Um, what are you doing different than they aren't? Because I buy from grain from farmers in your area all the time. And we're having to blend your stuff, haul your stuff in, and blend it out because the VOM numbers and the fallen numbers were really bad this particular year. And he said, I actually went back to the previous year and I looked at it as well. And it was the same thing on all of your, your numbers in the past year. And I said, uh, and, and, and it never dawned on me. I said, it, I said, you know, there's nothing that I'm doing that the other farmers in this area are, are not doing. And then it dawned on me. I thought, Holy crap. Is that pre-axle trip, which that's unheard of. Nobody does that. And I'm thinking, does, is that pre-axle trip actually working like that? Well, come to find out it is. And here's why. So we talked about the stover, you know, let's use irrigated corn, for instance. You got 250 to 300 bushel um, corn and you want to follow it in with wheat. You know, Chad does it all the time. And you work up all those stalks and you're creating a hotbed of uh, fungus, you know. And then we're going to go in there and we're going to plant our weed in it. And then we're going to think everything's okay. Well, that pathogen needs a new host. Well, that new host, guess what it is? It's your wheat plant. And Chad's right. You know, oh, I got something out there, but it ain't enough. Well, guess what? It's just enough to keep going and make it worse. And come spring, you got a whole nother problem. And not that you can't go in in the spring and take it out. And, and control it and clear it up and cure it. But the damages are already done. You know, Kelly says it all the time. We've never seen a stressed corn plant, a non-stressed corn plant. We've never seen that. So, you know, it's the same thing. There's a grass crop. We've never seen it be stress-free. So if you start off the year completely clean by cleaning up what stovers out there, clean up any anything that, that got onto your, your wheat plant right out of the gate, you enter the, the green up in the spring, really clean off to a good start. Root structure is great. The plants are in good health. Everything's off to a good um, start. And now when we go in with this next pass that we're getting ready to talk about, You've got a different plant that can uptake things much differently because it doesn't have a lesion on it or it doesn't have a problem. You're, you're talking about a completely different animal. And I think that's why we're seeing the benefit and the bonuses out of this thing. Talk about the rate, Temple. So um, I don't even use a full rate. They were, they were telling me to cut the rate in half. So instead of pre-axle's normal rate is four ounces, and we're doing all of this and getting all this control with only two ounces. Um, so, you know, you're talking about half the cost that you would think that you would get. But the reason for that is, is one, you know, you're, you've done enough damage to the fungus by, you know, destroying the stover and working it up and doing all that stuff. And then you got a very, very small plant that can really, really respond 
to um, two ounces versus four. So it's half the money. So why wouldn't you do it? Like it, there's, it makes no sense not to do it. Okay. All right. Let's go ahead then with what next. We need to talk. We need to talk one. We need to back up one more time and let's see what, let's talk about the, what you started with on fertility prior to planting. Okay. Because I'm, I've increased my nitrate. What temp, temp you want to give what you start with, you know, whether it's litter or two tons of litter or whatever. We don't, we can't apply that much due to our nutrient management plan. What we'll do is we'll spread. Um, I, when I go over the top, you know, with that first mix, we're putting like a 25-15-0 right over the top. That's part of what, you know, I'm putting on as liquid. And then we'll spread, we'll dry spread somewhere between 80 and 120 pounds of K on that dry. And then we'll run with that. And then our fertility comes in in the spring. So when the spring, when the spring comes around, the first green upset sets in, that's when we start, we, we'll spoon feed our fertility all throughout the year. So the only thing I really front load is just K. That's all I do. So, so that's, that's why it was a little different when he's talking about, well, we put a little bit of nitrogen in and stuff like that. So we front load, we started out and with our dry blends, if we don't use two ton of litter, if we can get litter, we'll use litter. Okay. If we can't get litter, we're going to use, uh, we was about a 25 pounds. And then I thought that I was a little low and went to 30, and now I'm up to 35 pounds of nitrogen in a urea form, and it all in dry. And under my irrigated, I'll be somewhere around a 60-60 because I want to make more beans, and this is the only shot I'm going to make. So my double crops are not getting any fertilizer. They're running off this wheat fertilizer. So on my irrigated side, I'll be like a 35-60-60. And then, you know, I'm I'm loving some K-Mag, so I'll put a 100-pound of K-Mag in it uh, on top of that, which will be a 22-11, you know, uh, five-and-a-half. Hey, and real quickly, real quickly, you just said something. So, you know, Matt calls them wheat beans, uh, double crop, uh, you know, beans going after wheat, which is more common where you are than it is the further north you go because of the season, you run out of season. Do you just say that your your fertility program on your wheat is so strong that your soybeans then essentially are just benefiting their fertility, their fertility treatment already happened with the wheat? Yeah, my double crop beans, this is where we're making the money. This is where, you know, you know, they don't like the double crop part of it. A lot of people don't. But my double crop bean program, done, start to finish, won't be over 120 bucks, $110. It, that's why we're talking about, well, I can't make the 20 bushel beans. It don't matter. I'm still making money. Yeah, you so know? you're saying that 120 bucks on all the inputs, that includes seed? Yes. <laughs> so, seed, so $120 an acre, it's like, found, it's like found money. Because, uh, you know, once you get past 10 bushels of soybeans, you're in the you're in the green. Yep. So, and it spreads our wind out, you know, we're like in the first of it, you know, we're going to get a hot dry spell. So or if we plant beans early, it may be early or it may be late on the backside of it. But anyway, I hadn't got all my eggs in one basket on my soybean program. And so we'll start there with a 35, you know, on my regular ground, it'd be like a 35, 40, 40 with 50 pound of K-Mag, you know? And so that'll put me in there any, anywhere with what I had to buy this time. I'm somewhere between 90 and $115 an acre bam in my fertility program then i'll come back i guess we can switch gears now temple you got any more on the start there no. okay no, you pretty much we, we i think we covered the the start we ought to yep. jump over to our our and first and we should have started right there we really should have started right there and then we went to the first phase yeah so but anyway the good, so, hey, the good news is the listener that really cares and i think we're gonna call this what's the next step on wheat i really think that we might end up titling this episode 
treating wheat like corn or more importantly, treating it like it's not a, a bee crop or that it's not a redhead yeah. stepchild. Because what did uh, Temple's old man, what did he say? He called it. A, he he teases me all the time and tells me it's a poor man's crop. But when we sold some $12 wheat last year, he, he really, he quit telling me that. <laughs> yeah. Well, again, you go and put, you put a hundred bushels out there. You saw it. At eight That's what bucks, I'm saying. And, and you're obviously your, your, your inputs are less. So anyway, um, so, so then we'll fire up and Stuart's the same way, you know, Stuart's going to market this wheat planning on me having good falling numbers, planning on me having good protein numbers. I mean, it's not yet. Yeah, yeah. We'll a bunch of it will go to, uh, to feed, you know, or, or in use will be in the chickens or whatever. But uh, a lot of it will also the big money, if you will, and all mm-hmm. we'll take every bit we can to the flyer mill. That's where your money's at. So that's when you. See, that's where that's where we do the same thing. We we broker through a grain broker. We do a hundred percent to the flyer mill. We're guaranteed flyer mill quality. Yep. Yep. And 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 that's a whole different animal right there. So well, that's, yeah. that's, where, just, that's why it takes us. We're going to talk about five treatments across our wheat. That's why, not counting the first one. We just went to first one with a herbicide. The fertilizer up front yeah. that didn't count. So if we're if we leave this and we go to the next one, we're looking at a the first nitrogen pass. You yeah. know, is where I'm at now. So and, second, which we call second. we call green at green up. Yep, yep. And see, mine's still green. Like I'm still green right now. It, <laughs> yeah, so green. Chad, you're not doing it. Like he's gonna wait. Temple's gonna wait until we get to like March. Uh, you know, when when it hits, when it starts getting warmer, longer days, and and there's some well, soil. Temperature. Well, I mean, the, the the goal here is to be finished before flag leaf. Okay, so you can really take the month yes. thing out of it. Let's take the month thing out of it. And let's see, talk about stages. You know, of where yeah. we're at. Yeah. You know, and we're definitely not gonna start talking about feeks. We, <laughs> I ain't going down that road. But. Yeah. uh but unless you want to go down that's there, that's worse than staging soybeans. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it's like I, I'm, I I can't do it. I don't think I can do it. You know, but but we'll we'll get it when we'll come in here between any time after the first of the year, and I'll put me fifteen gallons on. So fifteen gallons of twenty eight percent that'll get my sulfur in there, and then we'll talk about putting in what else we need. You know, we'll try to pull if we can catch it warm for four or five days. I like to pull a tissue sample prior to that, you know, if we can get some weather to pull them. If not, we just hashtag send it. It's what we're going to do. So your second treatment doesn't have a lot in it. It's, it's, no, mostly it's, it's for, a fertility it, treatment. It's all fertility. It's, it's, you don't, you're not worried about herbicide at that point. Cause it's, it's usually... unless, unless we need to fix some escapes, but I really do not like to use a herbicide in my fertilizer program. Okay. You know, I mean, same thing. And you need to, you need to talk about that. So what, yep. um, that's something that that needs to be said, and I was going to say it earlier. He just said it. We don't like to use herbicide in the fertility, and, and here's the reason why: when you add that chemistry pass and you put it in with your your nitrogen, you know whether it's twenty eight double o five or whatever. I don't care what you do; you're going to get some kind of burn. And when you atomize that fertility with that chemistry, you're going to have some type of residual burn that is going to affect. And everybody's like, and I've I've heard it a million times. Man, don't worry about that; it'll come out of it. You're right; it will come out of it. But when it comes out of it, it's going to pull some yield. And it's, nobody wants to believe that, but it's 100% true, ain't it, Chad? Yep, it's a hundred percent true, and 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 everything we'll put with it. You know, we're always gonna have some kind of humic riding with this fertilizer pass. You know, whatever you want to use. You know, we ours is just gonna be CCAT. 
you know, that's, that's what we're going to use and it's going to ride, ride to ride on it, you know? Um, so, but it's mainly just that. And now we're going to get into the boron. Wham. We can start chopping it with boron. Let's tell them what, what, let's tell them what we do on our first pass. So the first thing that not I'm first pass, no, say, no, this isn't your first pass. Second uh, pass. This is my first pass in green up in this, in the, yes, fertility. In, of fertility in the spring, I would call it in the spring. So let's just call it second pass of the year. And remember, but this would be this would remember, be in green up. Remember that Temple can't do certain things where he's at in that watershed that he's in. You know, that's right. I'm yeah. I'm, I'm good. I can put fertilizer out during the winter. I don't have that problem. So yeah, go ahead. Temple, obviously, with the Chesapeake Bay situation, you're limited on what, how much you can use uh, and amounts over time. Yeah. So we're limited to timing and we're limited to amounts. Yep. So what we do is, is once we get our, everything done in the, in the fall, this is what I call my first spring pass at green up. First thing I'm going to tell you is if you want to make money on something and you want a guaranteed payback, go get yourself six stream nozzles from Pentair. And I promise <laughs> you, they're going to pay you back. And you start streaming this first fertilizer pass on, please just don't put it on with flood jets um, or anything else. Tones. Yeah, man. I'm telling you, it is when you want to talk about, like that really oh my god it's night and day it completely will change your world now hey wait keep simple, in mind, simple, wait, simple, put, simple, yes. simple. real quick to the person that says and you mentioned pintar one of our business uh, you know partners to the person that's uh, a sprayer um you know novice what why did that why does that matter this is a streamer nozzle and what it looks like it's six streams that come out and it looks just like the shower head in your bathroom. And that's how it's putting out fertilizer. So basically what happens is, is it's banding the fertilizer. So it gets directly to the ground so it can pull it up through the roots because you can't put that kind of load of fertility and apply it on top of that plant. It's got to get to the dirt. So you don't want to burn the dirt or burn the leaves yeah. on the way to the dirt as much as you can. And, and, and it won't burn. You know, if it, if you just stream it right no. on, top of the dirt, on a solid stream, it won't burn. And no. Yeah. But when no, you I, atomize I like it, it hey, oh, oh, think about it. We got people are listening. We got people are listening saying, I don't know. I use pretty much the same sprayer nozzle on everything I do. I don't know what the difference is. Yeah. And you just explain. That's why I want to do it. Cause if you're putting it out of the mist or if it's got too fine a droplets, that fertility yep. process is going to hang around on the leaf well, or evaporate off. It ain't going to get where it needs to do to the ground. This, this is the reason why a lot of people put dry on. That's the reason they'll go out there and they'll just yeah. blow out urea and you know, a hundred pound of urea and that's 46 units, you know, and they'll blow nope. that out. And there's nothing wrong with that. If we can make good weight doing that. Sometimes when it gets muddy, we have to put it on the airplane. And if we do, we'll, yeah. you know, we'll just blow out a hundred pound airplane. Made really good wheat doing that. Well, uh, I've never right, made so any better wheat than when I did. When I changed to the, you know, the, um, I could, their streamer nozzles is what I call them. That was a big deal for, for us. So what we'll put in that first blend. First of all, I wanted to tell you, 
six stream nozzle tips. It's not the, you know, I've used um, the streamer bars before. The problem with the streamer bars is, you know, you go down the edge of a woods with them folded up, they rip the whole um, thing off, they break, they're expensive. This tip is no different than any of the tips that you already got on there. They're durable, they, they work nice. So that's first thing is my suggestion. So this is what goes in that. We're gonna run a 28005 and we're gonna put accomplish in it. Uh, it's a, we used to always run accomplish LM. Now we're going to be running accomplish max. Um, the reason is we're getting a little bit of biology out there. We're going to make the uh, nutrients uptake. We're going to add a humic to that. We're going to add sugar to that. And the, by the test and the trials that I did last year on my first streamer pass in the, in the spring, we added NutriCharge to that. And man, that was a difference. We talked about that before. Um, but the trial that I did was 50 acres versus 50 acres. And there was, I think it was an 18 bushel difference between them two. Um, I, the only thing that I think is, uh, you know, Kelly hit on it uh, the other day. He he said, uh, neutral charge works better if you got shitty ground. That's not exactly what he said. <laughs> <laughs> but that's how I took it. And I think in our ground, we're inherently our, we're inherently low in phosphorus, and we can't put on enough phosphorus. And I think with adding the NutriCharge into that first blend, whatever for um, phosphorus was left out there at a very early um, part in that in that plant's life, it was able to uptake that give me some energy what do we need that time of year we need energy so we can we can get things started and get things racing hey you said you used accomplish max and you've got probably mm -hmm. more experience than anybody with the accomplished product from agrison i already mentioned them in the ad spot we did for them what's the purpose in this uh, second treatment what's it do for you at this point Accomplished max and, and fertilizer just makes fertilizer, in my opinion, work better and gets it and it makes it available and gets it into the plant faster. Um, I really don't know. There's, you know, there's biology in that. Um, there's some uh, kelp products and stuff like that. That's what the max is that it's to accomplish. We did a ton of trials years ago when Accomplish LM came out, and it was it was so great for us. I don't even trial it anymore i don't even it, it it will be in every starter or fertilizer liquid fertilizer pass for me forever as far as i'm concerned i would not accept the load without that in there how about so that it's it's you know this whole deal is about availability <laughs> everything we do is about availability and that's the target that we're targeting when we do that you know whether availability we're and efficiency it's those yep. two things, and that's these products are helping us get there. All right, your your second treatment that you're doing here, like in the next week, Chad. I, I got all right. So I got the text back on the pre-exor uh, for what I paid for it, and y'all, you know, you can shop this around or whatever. But a four ounce rate is ten dollars and sixty cents. We used half of that, so we had two ounces at five dollars and thirty cents. You don't even need a bushel. Five dollars. Five dollars. And so you got people saying, you don't need to be putting all that fungicide on. It's five bucks. And like you said, if you got a little bit, it's just too much. Or what did you say? A little, a little bit's just too much or a little bit's let, too let, much. Let me, let, me, let me put this into perspective for you. So um, when we get turned down, it costs me 75 cents a bushel 
thousand bushel load, seven hundred fifty dollars to send it north, right? To to flower mill quality. If I get one load rejected, one load, it's going to cost me that seventy five cents to bring it back somewhere else or to reroute it somewhere else. It cost me seven hundred fifty dollars a load. Yeah. How many acres will that do? Yeah, at five at five bucks. Uh, yeah, you that's just... one load. That, right. That's one load. And over you know a three or four year time frame that I've been using this, I haven't had loads rejected, and I know of other farmers that have a bunch of loads rejected, and it's awful. I mean, it's the worst thing ever. That's a lot of money. Hey, one thing, and I got so much, and I know we're cutting to all our treatments. What about the guy that's out here saying there are no flour mills? This is not for human consumption. I can't spend the amount of money Chad and Temple do because I'm selling seven dollar and forty cent wheat because it just goes to you know, whatever, it just goes to feed. It doesn't matter because if, if you have scab and these things that's in your wheat, it, 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 it messes with your test weight, all that stuff. You get these little shrunk up seeds, all that stuff. So they don't want vom, which that's how head scab is. It, they don't want vom and feed mill quality either. So you're going to take a deduction if you go to just into your feed mill. Okay, great. Excellent answer. Chad. All right, Chad, hit me with your first green up pass, brother, because I'm getting ready to write it down. What? I'll text it to you. I'll text it to you. <laughs> All right. Anyways. He's going he's to he's he's hold out and say it's proprietary. All right. He does. No, that. I mean, man. No, I'm just kidding. He shares everything. I'm not, <laughs> I was just playing on that one. I feel like Temple gives more to me than I give to him. All right. So, so, so our, our first one, our first one is usually pretty simple. You know, uh, it's, it's like Temple talked about, it. it's going to be a sugar. It's going to be boron. And, and the reason it's going to be boron at this stage is because we're trying to push that number up where we don't have to try to slam dunk it up, you know, and then we're talking about how to use it with a sprayer. So we're trying to keep it, our loads where they're simple and not having to put on, you know, a gallon or a half a gallon or a quart, you know, we're putting on maybe a quart, you know, let's say we're putting in 10%, that'll be a quarter of a pound or something like that. But we're going to put in there on this deal, we'll use soluble a lot, and that'll hit us with, you know, we'll put out a half pound. It's going to be a half a pound in that in that mix on this trip. So half pound of boron, we're going to put a quart of CCAT in. Um, we're going to put a bag of sugar, because that's going to work out pretty good. And then we're going to put our nitrogen in. Uh, nitrogen on this hey, fertility on this fertility pass is it's just another spoon feeding of nitrogen, Chad. No, this is well, this is not a spoon feeding. This is a uh, forty-five units. It's fifteen. It's fifteen gallon. Okay. So, so wait that right temple. That'd be forty-five. That's three, right? Yeah. Forty-five. Yeah, you're, 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 I'll go. I'll go around thirty or thirty-five. So I'm a little bit less. Chad, explain to everybody why you put humic in your um in your Every nitrogen load. loads. Every load. I understand it's every load, but but tell them why. This is this What's is the main? again a softener. Yes, it's for, a for, safener for, for the sugar for the salts. Shit, I just said sugar for yep. the salts to not burn. Yep. We're again, it's back to what we talked about before. Anytime that we can buffer everything and and literally have no hurt to the plant whatsoever is what we're trying to do. So we're going one, it's a softener. Another, it helps with availability. It's just a cushioner. It's an access. It's a highway. It starts helping bring all this stuff together is what we're doing with that. 
you know, and the sugar again is another softener. This is a, it's just, it's just building up what the fertilizer is made to do. And it makes fertilizer more efficient is what we're doing here. Got and so, so remember we we got to end up, you know, your, your numbers may vary, but you know, you have your end number in mind. Okay. Of what your nitrogen is. We're going to talk about nitrate a minute, you know, because it's like the Holy grail, you know, Kelly talked about, you know, the Holy grail and I was growing corn. The yeah. Holy grail is, is nitrogen or ammonia natural i mean uh nitrogen or anhydrous yeah you know you won't make more corn just put more anhydrous on it or put more right, nitrogen on it. right so but that ain't exactly the case with wheat we got to make enough just enough to where we don't mash it flat you know so yeah. we don't want it to be but it's got to be again in the right form so we don't we're going to think about how much you want out let's say do we want 115 120 you're going to get ballsy and let's go to 135 40 units out there temple you know so you know, mine is going to be on my average, on most of my acres, I'm going to end up in that 125 range units is where I'm going to end up. Yeah. If we're talking about however you want to come about them, whether it's urea, 32, 28, 24, it's still got to come up with a solid number Great. of units. So this is the so past. That puts me at 45. So I was 35 with dry, yeah. then I'll be 45 here. So I'm sitting here at, what's that, 80? Yeah. You said 35 oh. and 45? Yeah. Yep. So I'm sitting here around 80 right now is hey. where I'm at. And that's the first one. That's in the first January. I got 80 units on. Okay. Well, yeah. See, I'm a little bit lower. I'm putting, I put 25 down early and now I'm going to put down 30 to 35. So I'm a little lower than, than what he is because I'm going to keep spoon feeding it out. Like every, you know, at, you know, through every couple of little stages, I'm going to spoon feed and I'm going to go back and I'm going to hit it again. Yep. which he is as well. Yep. So we're going, so what you, is that you good right there, Temple? We're going to talk about the next one. Yep. Um, I want to, I want to, yes, go ahead. Talk, so wait, real quick. So, so that, we just did our, those are both. And, and so the person listening, no matter where they are, if they're in North Dakota, we're saying you do, this is what you do at the, what you call your green up, which even though that's yeah, not necessarily yeah. true for Chad, because he doesn't ever really go dormant as much that's as right. what we do. But yeah. And, and we have to move this around, Damien, because we don't know where this thing's, if it don't shut down, I am, I'm going to have to pull the reins back on it. If we have a warm December, I'm going to be pulling these reins back and trying to stretch this out because this wheat's trying to get too much legs under, you know? Well, so yeah, gotta, so you, you could, you could do too much too soon. Too much too wheat. soon. And what's the danger of that, Chad? And and the danger of that is going to collapse. It's going to lodge with us. And so and then remember this. Remember this. I just come off of a corn crop that some of my corn ground was zeroed. So what did it, what happened with all that available nitrate out there and all that that we didn't use up? It's okay. hanging around. So just know heading into this first one, you're okay with this first shot to use it, but you may want to push it back a couple of weeks. You really need to check that weather and watch what's going on. We may need, we really need to pull. If you can get any weather to pull a tissue sample, we need a tissue sample pulled in front of this to see where our numbers are at, because we may need to be that we pull this one back some and, and we just kind of soften it and watch it and watch it and watch it. And then we may just hit it with one that's 25 gallon from that residual nitrogen we had left over. You know, so it's definitely a guessing game in this period about how much nitrate to use and how quick to use it with. And that's going to be on a farm by farm basis and a pre-crop, whether it was soybeans or corn and what that yield was prior to this wheat planting. It's a lot of variables that go into this right here. Hey, Temple, is that more of an issue for him because he's in the south where he doesn't have a hard winter? Where he don't make corn. We're in the south where we don't make corn. (laughs) Yeah, okay. It is. It. It. That's a... 
that is a great statement. That is a, more of a South thing because where we are, our first application become, comes at March 1st because we're not allowed to apply anything prior to March 1st. So when we hit March 1st, I mean, we're off to the races. We're trying to push, 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 because as it's warming, warming up, we're trying to get everything out there all the way to the end so we can reach the end where he's going the other way. I'm trying to push it and shove it as hard as I can. He's like, whoa, hold up. Yeah. I need to pull back a little bit. You know, you're getting adjoining too fast or the crop's getting too thick or, you know what I mean? Like he's going to have to pull back where me, I need to shove it as hard as I can. Yeah, well, it's just as a simple function of we get more of a dormant. The further north you mm -hmm. go, the more of a dormant period yeah. you have because of the weather, right? Yeah, our ground's completely froze right now. Yeah. So, so, so here we are on that stage, and we picked around, and we've looked at it, and we've made it through. You know, we've made it through that one. So let's let's hit one more. Okay, the next time I'll go into field, it's going to be the same exact thing. But then we're going to start looking also, and men in both of these treatments, remember, check and scout for aphids. This is a good time to put a little bit of uh, insecticide in and clean up some aphids out there as well. So the next one will be the same thing. The next one needs to be just prior to flag leaf. Okay. It's just like corn. You've got you. Wait a minute. You, let, you left that. You left that. You, let's back up, Chad. Do you not do a chemistry pass in there? Because on me, after my first one with my streamers, um, and I stream my fertilizer and put all the other stuff in there. My next pass, I'm doing a chemistry pass with straight water. Nope. So you don't even do a chemistry pass. So my next pass, I'm not doing fertility. My next one is a chemistry pass. That's where I'm going to put in harmony. That's keeping out my, you know, onions and garlic, um, chickweed that kind of stuff it it takes care of that i'm also going to put in there um i'm gonna put a shot of preaxle in there that's my shot where i'm going to put preaxle in because remember i flipped my nozzles now and i'm not streaming anymore now i'm going to spray yep so right. i did all that that's what i done in this first shot <clears throat> oh so your first shot you're not using streamers i am no 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 i mean when i say first shot i'm saying first herbicide pass all the way back at the front. That's cleaning up my weeds. That's cleaning up all that. He did his. He well, did, I did his all that too. I'm doing it again. Yep. I ain't got no weeds. I cleared so, that up. So Chad oh, says he doesn't. Need, Chad says. Better. Chad says he doesn't need a second herbicide treatment. So where? So where are you, Chad? Um, asking a question. Um, where are you going to be putting some insecticide in and some fungicide in? With the first pass on my flag leaf. That's my first See, I'm way before that. So after I put on my, you know, with this is where I'm going to whip your ass. And Not this anymore. right here. Someone watch this podcast. This, this is that. <laughs> I front row so, seat. Right here, look. Front row seat. Yeah, look. Look. I'm taking yeah. notes too. Yeah. All, right, all, right. all right. So, hey, let's take this. This is this where I, we got to keep it going along here. This all is right, maybe so where Chad, we need to cut this podcast off. And we're, uh, we're fine. Stop right so here. Chad doesn't do Chad doesn't do a second herbicide round, at least not at this point. Temple does. It's, let's it's take only, me to the next. By the if way, you do, if, if you do do a second one right here, it's because I missed something the first go round. We had some escapes. We may have to make a trip around the field for some ryegrass. You know, something like that yeah. is the only reason I'll make one now. Okay. Now, now here's the thing: the to like when Temple's now he's done his one at greening and then he's doing another one like 
what are we talking? A month after the the one after greening? Hell no. I won't even make it a week. By the time I roll through the whole crop, I'm going to turn right back around and go back to where I started at, flip my tips, and I'm going to run my same tracks, and I'm going right tips. back. He in said it. tips, listeners. He said flip my tips. Anyway, uh, hey, real quickly, um, um, Temple, I got a question for you. This is a silly one. The average wheat producer plants it and then maybe hits it once. And you're talking about, what, five treatments? Yeah, we're going to go at least five. Takes me five. <laughs> so you guys are going over five times. Question for you. Are you trying to then go in the exact same tracks because once you've given over yeah. once not a big thing you start going over five times you obviously where your sprayer tires are you know that's a lot of knocking down so you go you basically try to stay in the same ruts we'll stay there we'll keep did you say ruts i'm sorry path you don't go out there you're not creating yeah. ruts yeah you're not you're not creating ruts you're not creating ruts yeah so, so yeah we'll stay we'll stay in the same ones. Ruts something. yeah and we'll stay in the same ones and as we get as the weed gets taller we'll put fenders on the sprayer um to keep that that tire from as we go on that going through there to not pull those extra you know the top of the heads down or the top of the plant down because it will rip on them somewhat yep okay <clears throat> all right your next pass uh chad or temple let chad go first and i'll tell you what i do with mine no so yeah this is going <laughs> so and this is really so, our fourth time now we're talking about this is our fourth time going over third, third. this will be three three this will be number three so, so number one was my, I cleaned up my herbicide, put all my stuff in. Okay. Number two was my first nitrogen pass is what it was. Number three is my second nitrogen pass. Um, and, and so, you know, just let's say last year I got in a deal where I had to come in here and plant some wheat late. We had really good prices. So on my first pass, I put the full load out because my wheat was so small, like Temple was talking about. I needed to speed up my joint, my my tillers. And I was already late. By January, I'm late on my tillers. But we were still growing, but I went on and put the whole load out on the first one. So if you ever get in a situation where, hey, I, I picked up a farm late, man, I really need to put some weed on it, don't be worried about going on and planting it. I mean, with wheat prices the way they are, you know, 70 bushel weed is still making money. Yeah. So just turn around and just pour the coals to it quicker and just get this stuff going. All right, back to what I first said. This is a third pass. This is going to be the same way. Again, we're going to check and make sure we ain't got no aphids because we're going to drop some uh, insecticide in right there. This will be that finishing round. Wherever we was at, it may be anywhere from 15 to 25 gallon of 28 because then we've come through the backside. We kind of got a good handle on it. We're coming out of the backside. of This is right prior to flag leaf, so we're coming into this green up. We know where the plant is. Then we can kind of pour the coals to it or ease back. It may be as low as 10 gallon. You know, let's say I didn't make a bunch of corn. It'll be maybe as high as 25 gallon. It's according to where what we need to give the plant what it needs to, to finish it out. And uh, it'll have the same things in it. Just be real simple. You know, sea cat, sugars, possibly insecticide, and um, what else did we label a while ago? Boron. Boron, boron. Always trying boron. to keep it up. Always boron. Yeah, Always yeah. boron. Chad, Chad, Chad puts boron like on his toast. I mean, the guy loves boron. Yeah. So here's the thing: it fixes erectile dysfunction. But there was no boron in the very first treatment, was it? <laughs> no. No. Okay. All right. What are you Wait, laughing at, Chad? 
Temple. All right. We know sophomore <laughs> humor. Bang, we know. Boron cures. All right. Sophomore humor. All right, I can Temple. sell you more by the bed. All right, Temple. Now you've copied off of Chad. What are you doing on this next treatment? So my next treatment is a chemistry pass. So we uh, have uh, onions and garlic up here. And if they smell a sniff of onions or garlic Ooh. at the, um, yeah, bad. lights out. Yeah, bad, bad. And we have them here bad. So we put the harmony in, um, or you can use T-square from um, Loveland. You can, you can use a bunch of different things. So we'll put harmony in. Well, then we'll put, we're going to put a fungicide in. I'm still going back for pre where this is my pre where pass. I'm going to use three to four ounces. I'm getting closer to the full rate this time. I'm going to put an insecticide in case I have to, we have any warm weather. I don't want any insects on it. I don't want bite marks. I don't want to, I don't even want to find one. You won't, I ain't Matt Miles and I ain't going out there sweeping and looking for bugs. I just don't want them. But do you, do you think you might be wasting money there because you're still pretty early? It's two dollars and twenty five cents. Like most of the time, I, most of the time you can go for a dollar twenty, can't you? I mean, you can get a you yeah. Can get some, I mean, you get you get, get some grizzly. some cheap end stuff. I'm looking at you know you use a, a lambda product. I mean, it's two dollars and twenty five cents at the most. Like you, you're not looking at using much. You just I just like it for insurance. And maybe I'm wrong, and maybe I'm not doing things the right way, but it works for me. You know, <clears throat> so in that pass, harmony, praxor, insecticide. Um, this is where we use a micro pack. So that time of year, what are the things that we're lacking of? I know that all grass crops, including my corn, um, just like my corn, my wheat, um, I'm gonna be low in and I'm gonna be low in manganese. I know I'm gonna be low in manganese, I know I'm gonna be low in magnesium, and I know. Um, that there's some things that we can add to that to, to help uh, kind of power boost that. We're going to put a little bit of uh, a phosphorus product in there. Um, what's phosphorus going to do? Phosphorus is going to energize that plant. What does manganese and magnesium do? Those two things are a function of photosynthesis. At that time of year, we still have a little bit shorter days. We still, we're not getting as much sunlight. So I'm going to try to produce, I'm not saying I'm trying to produce sunlight in the jug because that's not really what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to promote that plant to capture as much as it possibly can on every daily, uh, every day that we can. So that's the reason I, I'll pick a micro pack to help, um, you know, try to put all that things together for me. And it may be two or three different ones. You know, um, the other thing much, it's interesting to me that you're you've you've whacked your stuff with herbicide three times now, and Chad's at one time. So uh, no, I'm only this is only my second chemistry pass. The okay. first one was in the first one was was right after planting, and this is my second chemistry pass. Okay, so I haven't just I haven't whacked the hell out of them. All right. So in this same blend, um, since you want to interrupt again, as usual, then we're gonna I'm gonna put. Um, you know, you can use Radiate from uh, Loveland or you can use uh, MegaGrow. Very, very similar PGRs. They help stimulate the plant. The plant's very, very small. It's extremely vegetative. That Those two um, PGRs are a vegetative PGR. This works well in this pass. Put that in there. And then sometimes I'll add, you know, the sea cat and some type of sugar product. Same thing. I'm, I'm doing it. You know, because there's chemistry in this, um, 
you know, the humix and the sugars, especially the sugar will help get that into that plant and still help buffer some of that. Again, um, mega grow is a herbicide safener. It helps it metabolize that chemistry without setting the plant backwards. So this is my chemistry pass. So that mega grow or radiate needs to be in this pass. Where's so mega grow where's where's come from? It comes from integrated ag. Got it. All right. Integrated ag solutions. Chad, take us to the next pass. We're getting, right. long, we're, getting, we're getting long here, but if you want, so, if you're a listener, talk, you one more minute. I got to plug my computer up. Table talk one more minute. I got to plug my computer up. Okay. We're going to okay. talk about the next pass. Here's the thing. If you're listening to this, you're like, gosh, guys, you guys are already over an hour. Big deal. If you want to, I think the big takeaway here is these guys treat wheat like a primary crop. They don't treat it like, yeah, we're going to stick some wheat out there because we're going to run some tile drainage. And we want the wheat to be off in July. No, they treat it like a primary crop and it pays off. Are they working their ass off on it? Yeah. Are they going over it multiple times? Yes. But the big takeaway I'm already getting here is if you want to sell premium wheat for flour mill quality and get 12 bucks, yeah, it's going to take a little more work. But clearly the payoff is there. Everything we're hearing is the payoff is there, right? Flour mill quality, back in your, your statement up, Flour mill quality generally is somewhere between, uh, in, in our area, somewhere between 50 and 75 cents more per bushel if you can guarantee flour mill quality. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going after Every that. Yeah. yeah, I'm going after that. Some areas are a little higher than that, but, yeah, in our area, that's about that's Well, about, I mean, Chad's point, even at 70 bushel. On, on average, we're talking about, I bet you we average, it's, you know, time you make your crop at 90 to 100 bushel, you're going to average 75 bucks. <laughs> Yeah. And I, well, you got a you better know, marketer than I got. I'm my marketer and I got a broker that helps me. You got, you got Stuart. That's the, well, now, but, but Dick, the person there that says, well, wait a minute, 75 bucks. You just told me, Chad, I'm getting 75 more bucks, but I went over that two more times than I would have three more times than I would have That's 25 at $25 per pass. I just took that, uh, that money off the table. But the bigger thing you're pointing out is you just said 90 to 100 bushel wheat. And the average person is probably thinking, eh, you know, 70, 75. So it's not just the margin on the, the food flour milk quality. And it's fine. If, if you, if you just want to make 70 bushel wheat and let the airplane blow the, you know, I mean, I got, you know, let it all blow out and you don't have any money in it. That's fine. It's all about making money here. Yes. But you know, but we got to figure out, we got to figure out whether, whether you need to make really good wheat or whether you just, Need not make wheat, but just don't be in the middle. Don't have a bunch of money in bad wheat. Yeah, right. That's yeah. a great point because I just ran the numbers. If you're making 25 more bushels than the guy that says he's happy making 70, you know, at nine bucks or 225 bucks, uh, $225 more per acre, well, you know, you don't have that much invested in these extra yeah. treatments. No. Well, and you're not even adding in the extra 75 dollars for that's, having flour yeah. mill quality if yeah. you can get it in your area. If you can. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's 75 that's is just on the flour mill, not on the yield. All right, Chad, we yeah, guys can pull some numbers. What you got for us? Yep. So where are we at now? We're at pass number four, right? We're at pass. Pass number four. four. That's the good one. Yeah. So this is when we're going to flick, uh, affect and touch the leaf that does it all. This is the ear leaf in corn, so this is a flag leaf in wheat. It's the same thing. This is where we're going to hit it with a dun 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 You know, this is right here. This is going to separate me from Temple, or man, I mean, me oh. from Temple for sure. Yeah. Or, you know, but no, um, this is one we'll all affect. This one, 90% of farmers, if they're going to spray anything, this is it, right, Temple? Yeah. Number four is most people's number two. 
Okay. And what's that? No. So this is going to be fungicide. This is going to, we're going to switch gears here. We're going to switch gears and we're going to take off now on our PGRs. We got to switch to, I'll switch to maybe a complex. We'll definitely have octane temple. Stop right. We'll definitely have octane in this thing. <laughs> like, I don't even know. I don't, I'd have to, I need to really sit back a minute, but this is going to be, let's, let's just start off. We're definitely going to have hey, a sugar source. We're going to have it's everything that's in the shed. Yes. Literally. That is no, that is, that is no beep right there. Okay. So, so you're, yeah, you're putting this, this, this fourth, this fourth treatment, you're, you're sending everything but the kitchen sink. Well, no, I mean, this is the one we affect. This one we've got to protect that leaf. So this is going to get a fungicide, right? We're yeah. going to get a sugar, a sugar source. Yep. We're going to get some octane in it. And we're going to definitely get in there. We'll get a uh, energize or uh, onward, either one, you know, so, yep. we, and then we'll get complex. That's a re. Go back, go back, go back. That is a PGR. That is a reproductive PGR. Very, very important to know that. Yep. The difference between these PGRs are is yep. there's vegetative ones and there is reproductive, reproductive. ones. So, so that's what and, I was talking about. Now is when we got to switch gears. We do not want to use a product like Radiate or Mega Grow or whatever at this stage. Okay. Right, Temple? We do not want to use it in this stage. So the, the PGR you're putting on now is for uh, re pr reproductive time because obviously you're yes. heading out. You're, you're, yeah. you're, you're heading out. No, no, out, no. Right? We're, we're, we're flag leaf here. So okay. we're just putting that flag leaf out. So, or we could, you know, if you don't, if you can't get to mega grow or whatever, or radiate, you don't use it, and you want to use complex all the way through from Mark Kostin. Now, you can use complex all the way through because complex is made up different. It's a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, Temple? It's genetic. Nah, it does its own deal. It makes its own stuff in the plant. It's, uh, it's, it's, it's natural. It's a, uh, yeah. Anyway, um, it makes its own deal, but it's safe. It's safe to use from the start all the way to the finish. It so tricks the plant into making its own natural plant growth hormones. Yes. And right? it's going to be at that rate of four to six ounces up to eight ounces is where you're going to land in at all the way through. Just let your pocketbook be your guide. Okay. So you can use complex all the way through, but now's when you're switching gears on, let's be real clear that we're switching gears from our mega grows and our radiates and those now into yes. our onwards or our complex <clears throat> or our energize, you know, we're switching on a different type of PGR here. Yep. Cause now we're at the point where we're talking about reproductive time. Correct. Um, Hey Chad, um, at this point, this is where I would always probably before I even made a pass, I would probably go out and take a tissue sample. Definitely need a tissue sample. Just, okay. Yeah, definitely need a tissue sample because this- Just, just not not knowing that we are making a mistake, we just want to make sure that yeah. we're not completely lacking of something yes, that we like really we, need. So, I mean, know for at sure. this point, we've taken, what, two tissue samples, yep. one yeah, during no. early green up, and this is specific that- we're getting ready to go into reproductive. We need to know, need to know that we're not low yeah. on certain things. So this is when we would d distinguish whether we use a product like CropMax or something from, um, you know, Ag Explorer or SprayTech or whatever. This is going to really get specific to where we're going to drop maybe a more phosphorus load. You know, um, some of the things like we use, it would be a good place here, would be a good place to put stuff like we use in Infura those type of chemistries, That's, you know? Yeah. And, and I think that this also, this stage here, so I'm 
100% in agreement with everything that that Chad's saying. Um, one of the things that we talk about, you know, when you get into those reproductive stages where we've seen good bonuses is when you start to add some potassium acetate. This is yeah. this point where I'm going to shove a little potassium acetate in there to try to get ready to front load those plants with enough K that yep. it's going to attribute to test weight down the road. Now, we're, we're, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm sorry. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. You're, I'm done. So, so I'm glad you said that because I'm sorry I missed that on the last one. My potassium, this is going to be a, that gallon to three gallon rate right here, yeah. like you're talking about, according to the farm, gallon to three gallon rate. But also, don't forget that it don't hurt to put a sniff of that in on that last, on my last nitrogen run. I'll put some potassium acetate yeah. in there. You know, your K-Flex or K-Fuel or, or whatever K-Product, you know, whether it's one from Concept Agritech. Um, several of them's got them, you know, we can do the full tech K. This is the one where we would be better on the full tech K because of the use rates on the spray tech products with the water here. And we could put where we're big in use, big use rates. We could put the K in on the last nitrogen pass, Yeah, you know, because it kind of drug it in. We got to remember what products we're using with what to get them into the plant. Go ahead. Yeah. Tim. So, I mean, I know we're well, throwing well, a lot well, at it. On this four, this this one right here. Do you here, like how he said, "Go ahead, Temple," and he just cut right me off and just kept I mean, right I mean, on going. I get excited. This one right here, man, I'm really you just. About. It's like I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I've never. <laughs> what I think is cool is I've got two guys that love each other and they love throwing more stuff at everything. But the thing is, we keep going through. They're doing a bunch of work to produce wheat, but the payoff's there. This isn't just so you can go and brag that you knocked. They didn't even win the wheat yield. We're, we're, we're not. Yeah. It's not. It's not about that. We are. We. This is something that is Chad fun. and I have been doing for years, oh. and maybe we're ask we're we're adding one or two small things every year. But this has been our program, yeah. and we've proven time and time again that there is a huge ROI on this or we wouldn't be doing it. You're treating wheat like other high yield chasers chase yes. corn and soybeans and nobody else does it. We barely pay attention to soybeans. They're like the crop in between corn and then I we do. sure as hell don't care about wheat. Wheat's what they grow out there in western Kansas. You know, uh, there you go. That's what they do. But you guys are serious about it. You get big yields. All right, bring me to, bring me home here. The final thing that you do, the last treatment, treatment number five. And yeah, we're getting we're darn close to four it. Yet. You slowed us down on four. Four's like, Temple, what are we missing on four? Four, because, I mean, four let's just is pretty get, big. Let's, I mean, let's, let's four, get we've got, we got another, we got another shot of fungicide in four. We got insecticide in four. We've got a sugar product in four. We got a humic in four. We got a PGR, a reproductive PGR in four. We've got a potassium acetate in four. Um, Fertility. What, what, fertility we got a shot of fertility in there yeah so um yeah so all of these things are adding and adding on now i'm gonna say this um this is new for me this year and i'm not telling people that this is something that i think that is going to pay out but last year again we're talking about comparing it to corn this would be my side dress or y drop on corn right you know, yep. oh, you didn't say boron on this load, which it has to be in this load too as well. So it, um, it has to be in this load. Um, so what I want to say is, is last year we did test with um, with one of the products and it was NutriCharge. Um, 
when we added NutriCharge to our Y drop at V5, V6, we saw a huge uptake in phosphorus again. And then we saw a big number in yield. Now, I didn't do that on my wheat last year. Remember, I told you that on my first stream pass, I put NutriCharge in there and I saw a big bonus. Well, I'm going to treat it just like I do my corn. And if I saw a big bonus on my corn ground um, by doing it on my Y-Drop application, this would be my Y-Drop application. And this makes sense to me. So I'm not saying I'm going to do it on every acre, but I sure as hell am going to trial it. So I would say that that would be on some of my acres. Um, again, that's a, that's a cheap product. At 3.2 ounces, um, you're only looking at like uh, five bucks, less than five. Well, so I don't know. We, we definitely need to, if you want to talk about things we're going to test, Damien, this is going to be it. We don't know the placement for that. So between me and Temple both, we will have NutriCharge in probably on our first fertility treatment, which will be treatment number two. There'll be some ground with it in treatment number three, and there'll be some ground within treatment number four because we got to figure out this fit because we don't well, know. Well, I have some... Chad, I put some in treatment number one in the fall as well. So right. I did 500 I acres where I put it all the way out there, and then I stopped because I got enough, I bought enough NutriCharge early on that I could I, I could kind of mix it all throughout the year. So I'm going to do it all the way out front, and then I'm going to put it in my first stream, and then I'm going to put it in the last stream. Um, we need to figure out a couple things. When's the exact right time? And is too much too much like there's some things that we don't know and that's what we're here at extreme ag to do we're trying to figure out so, i guess that's mine chad's job to do like since yep. we're the send it guys our job is to find out where is too much because if there's somebody that's going to figure out who too much is it's going to be us. Yeah, I agree with that. So here's the thing. Everything you've talked about up till now has become your standard practice. The one that you're going to toy with this year is the NutriCharge. And the product NutriCharge yeah. that we work with comes from, uh, is it, that's Agrotech? Agrotech USA. Yeah. And and the Agrotech USA. And the main thing there is we discovered this because it helps find phosphorus that's already in your soil. So it changes the phosphorus, changes the charge of phosphorus to the, the point where a plant can take it up. So it's, a, it's again, it's back to what, Chad was saying a minute ago, it's all about efficiency and availability. Mm -hmm. So that's what it's changing for us. It's making that stuff available so we can be efficient. And, you know, we got to talk about their whole claim to not claim to fame, but their whole you, the way they want to use is it's got to go with they saying that it's got to, or it, we know it works best if we got it, if we got it running with a phosphorus product. So whether you want to try that with your nitrogen application or whether you try that and have a phosphorus product going in here on this application, that would be the time to start piggybacking this new charge in and playing with it. Mm -hmm. Am I right? Temple? Yeah, you're right about that. So, so last year, um, my very first pass, I put neutral charge in there. There was not phosphorus in that loop. It was a 28005, no yeah. phosphorus, big results. Um, same thing with my, what, you know, on corn this year, of course, you know, I put it in my start, it worked very well. And then I put it all the way out, um, in my wide drop pass at V5, V6, that V5, V6, it was 28005. There was no phosphorus in it, but it was a huge bounce in that yield number. So it's I don't, you know, we got great companies that we're working with. 
but we're finding out a lot of things. I think it's because, you know, we're putting it over such a vast amount of acres, over a vast amount of soils, and we're finding out things that it does for us that they didn't even know it was going to do. And, and another, thing is, another thing is, you know, y'all need to look and think about people need to walk, think about our programs here. You know, when we say sometimes, well, we didn't get a yield response, look it back at our program, what it is right now. This stuff we're talking about, you know, other than a NutriCharge and, and one or two things, this is our normal practice. Yeah. So when yeah. you don't see a bump out of something, it's because, man, we've done got this thing done to where it's really hard for a company to come in here and make a bump. We're just looking at better use rates products, better timing, simpler use. There's a lot of things yeah. like that that we look in when we start moving products around because this ain't always easy to get packed on a truck and get done. The sprayer guys ain't happy with you when you jump 10 things at a time in but we know when we can affect a plant, how to affect a plant, and what it takes to do it. And so that may mean that you ain't going to spray 800 acres a day. You're going to spray 500 acres a day. Yeah, it's well, about so, and, and, and you guys are getting across. I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff here. Let's go with our final one. Uh, now it's time to take us home. Oh, final still pass. Final pass. <laughs> the final pass, Temple, you go first this time. Temple, the last thing you do before the combines roll. Head scab right at, right at the, you know, uh, at when it's flowering. We're going to put on another insecticide. We're going to put on a heavy dose of uh, fungicide to prevent head scab. Um, we are going to add potassium acetate into that load. Um, I'm going to probably put a touch of sugar in that load. Um, again, sugars, um, they it's kind of like an um, adjuvant for me. Um, some of them are actually labeled like that. Um, I believe in them. Um, there'd be a good time to add a uh, pace setter. That'd be a good time. It'll help uh, fungicides work What's a little the purpose bit better. Of pace setter? The purpose of pace setter is stress. Um, tell him you do it better, Chad. So what it, what the best way that Brad it's it's from pro farm. They was maroon bio. Now they're pro farm. So it, what way Brad explained it to me is it kind of soups up super. It supercharges a normal fungicide. We're going to get a little bit more life out of it. We're going to get a little bit more of activity out of it. It's just a supercharger for it. And it's the thing that year after year, we see benefit from it. And they got pace setter, emerging is their fertility part. And then you got Haven as well. And, you know, we probably missed that while ago because that's the spurs shot is also a good time to, to have drop them in also, if you choose yeah. to. Pace setter or Haven in on the first shots. Well, and with, with pace setter, if pace setter, keep in mind here, that last pass on head scan, you, you have a five to seven day window to get that on and do a good job. And that's a tight, like tight said, schedule. When you, the prime time is like Temple said, when you see the yellow flowers on there, that's when you're spraying it. Yep. So um, by adding a, a product like pace setter, what happens is, is if you can stretch that window out just a little bit, supercharge that, make it be a little more effective. Um, that that's a big deal for for me especially and it should be a big deal for everybody that is trying to sell flour mill quality wheat you know anything that we can do to make that do it just a little bit better you know you get a bump like like i've been getting you know with doing all this other stuff up front um that's a that's a pretty big deal to not have a load rejected here or there only takes one yeah so uh, by the way temple the person that's saying, all right, man, you went over a lot of times, then this last treatment, you got what, a month 
then and this is the last thing you do and then you sit back for a month yeah. until it's time to roll the combines yeah when we get done that one we're pretty much done um we will scout to make sure that we don't have any uh insects or anything like that but um barring that we don't have any insects yep that's going to be that's going to be it for us got it and All that's right. that would make up to be number six for me it's five for chad um again i added a chemistry pass in the middle um but by the time that we're all said and done all of our numbers are about saying the only thing i have extra is is i've got a chemistry pass in the middle um and it allows me to put on a lot of other things in there uh that i can get it on like micro packs that kind of thing and i can kind of spray them on the crop chad your last treatment is again probably the same thing about a month before the combines roll yeah, that would be about right. We're gonna uh, we're gonna get the Chad's final pass, and then we're gonna uh, pass this along. Um, and again, we want to point out that this is you don't have to do this, but I think Temple's point <laughs> when Dad looks around and says, "Wait a minute, twelve dollar wheat, and what was your yield again?" Oh, all of a sudden you make a lot of money yeah. if you do the work. So I mean, this is one of those things where you know what. Are there people that shouldn't be doing this? Probably so. Like either the ground doesn't support it, or they don't think that they have the time. Right. You know, the, the, the thing is that you got to remember is, you know, we just gave you a whole bunch of things. You know, we had a guy that, uh, again, one of the beautiful things about Extreme Ag, if you remember, you can get on this question form and the, we get questions daily. This was a question that we had this morning. Um, Kevin and I answered the question and it's a guy that's producing, you know, um, 50, 60, 70 bushel wheat, and he wants to add to that. He doesn't have to do all that. He was already doing a few things. Just pick one thing. I've said it a million times. If farmers are farming today, they already have a good program. If they're huh. growing wheat, they're making money growing wheat. If they're growing, just pick one thing that will help you in your area. You know, micros might not work for them in that area. Maybe it's just a PGR. Maybe it's putting potassium acetate like strike NXT all the way out at the end. Like pick something that works within your original program. But my God, the last thing that we want anybody to do is drop their own successful program and follow ours yeah. because that doesn't make sense. Just take this program and pick some pieces out of it. Well, there's a lot. There's there's probably a lot of people that are not getting anywhere close to what they could be getting. And you know, like Swanson was on the other day recording. He's like, let's start with the one. And that's kind of what you're saying. Start with doing. Start with adding one more pass, right? Because you don't have to add five yep. passes. Start just by adding one more, one more product. Pass. Just one more. That's product. just a one. You don't even have to do a whole a pass. Just a and product. We're like, just trying- like Chad said. And, and, we, and we may want to just move products around. You know, it's just about moving them around. It's just trying to fill a problem you have. Like, hey, wait a minute. I've been getting some loads turned down. Hey, I need to touch this and this here. Or, hey, I, I you know, I'm kind of running short on nitrate on the tail end. Maybe I need to up my gallons a few right here. You know, and and my first, in the first part, my up in the, up in the rate on the first was I thought I needed a few more fall tillers. I needed it growing a little harder. So I changed that nitrogen rate up front. But the, the, that's what it goes down to. Now, my last pass, we was talking about that before I, the dogs took off, but my last pass is a lot like Temple. It's the same thing. We're definitely going to have the sugar. We're going to have um, the sugar in it as a safener. It's going to be just, just trying to put weight because then we're talking about test weight. Right, Temple? That's what we're affecting then. Yep. It's test weight. It's just yep. like corn. At the tail end here, we're going, and we're probably, we may, you know, we had one tissue sample pulled prior to the flag leaf. 
right there. So we're going to see if we had any issues, we may pull another one after that treatment. If there's time to get a, maybe get a, make sure you get a rain in between or something, because you're going to have some leaves that's there. It's going to be, it may be biased or, you know, that maybe, uh, what am I trying to say? The tissue sample may be wrong. What am I trying to say, Tim? Well, tissue samples can really be wrong that time anyway, because what you have at that time of year, you, you know what, what adds test weight, right? You know boron is going to add test weight. You know zinc is going to add test weight. You know um, potassium is going to add test weight. Well, um, if you take a tissue sample at that time of the year, at that this particular stage, according to um, your weather events and everything else, it can be so far skewed that you probably should uh, take your money and go do something else. With yes. <laughs> the, the only time I ever killed wheat was because I took a tissue sample. I made an application, took a tissue sample 10 days later, nothing had happened. Everything was cold. It didn't move. And I went out and made another application and I killed the wheat because mm -hmm. I was relying on that and it, nothing moved. So that taught me about movement. It taught me about weather and it taught me that you have to let the things move in and out and understand what's going on before you just start keep slamming yeah. it off of a number. So Chad, but basically I, what you're I'm saying really is... I'm really glad you said zinc there. We need to put zinc in on our nitrogen loads back up there too, Temple. They're all they're all in my beginning passes. Yep. There's something that I zinc. wanna I wanna I wanna bring up and uh, <laughs> there's gonna be some people out there that think I'm nuts and that's okay because you won't be the first ones. Um <laughs> on that first um well, not on the first pass, on my chemistry pass, with you know, when I'm putting all the different um, micro packs in, I do this, and people are going to say I'm nuts because I've heard it said before molybdenum makes no difference in a grass plant. I've heard it a million times. But when you look at what molybdenum does, Molly, it helps translocate stuff up and down that plant. It's like um, paving a super highway versus going down an old dirt back road. You ain't going to run Chad's race car down um, a back road, but you're going to run that thing on a, on a newly paved road. So that's what Molly does for me. And I put Molly in that first chemistry pass with my micro packs, and I'm trying to put a little bit of Molly in there. Um, I don't know that it necessarily does a lot. I know molybdenum does huge things for soybeans for me, and I know how to utilize it in beans. And that's one of the secrets to where I grow really good beans at, knowing where to put that Molly in. But at an early stage, opening up that super highway, I think it does bigger things than we realize. So having said that that reminded me of that um chad make sure that you tell everybody uh you you're never going to want to put boron in this particular last load right or wrong right it's too late what's done is done here's the other reason boron on those little um flowers whatever they call them little things i can't remember what what they're called it will burn them off so do not put any boron of any sort in this last pass. I would like yeah. to point out that from the day I met Chad and he became the boron guy. And I'm like, I've never heard a guy talk about boron so much. And with our, our industry partner, uh, you know, uh, us borax, 
the thing is, if Chad tells you not to put on boron, he take this to, I mean, again, he puts the stuff on his toast in the morning. Hey, real quickly, you guys said something pretty smart there. You talked about some of these things on this last pass, it's finishing the crop. And, you know, our buddy Lee Lubers talks about, you got to round the bases. You got to round the bases. You know, you could do nothing at the end, but this one is like the smart money. You know, it's like you've already done the hard yeah. work. Now do the overtime. This, overtime this, pays this time. This pass and here, the, the head scab pass is, I mean, and that's what it is. We're, we're going up there for the head scab. So all this other stuff, you know, yeah. is just riding along. That's when you need to pick apart what you're lacking. Because if you had been lacking something the whole way and you're just going to treat it right now, just save you money because it ain't going to help. Yep. You know, um, gotta, we, we're, we're, we should be done with this whole fertility thing yeah. by now. Yeah, right. right. It, save you money. Right now, but it's about this, now it's about making sure that there's not. A, this is a small pieces that we're just trying to make test weight. That's all we're doing now. It ain't. It's 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 that kernel size. We're getting that big plump kernel, getting that thing fat and bowed up, and and that's where we're at. So just there's there's not a whole lot of things you can do in this one, but there are things you can if you didn't have the right system to go all the way through. Remember, like mm-hmm. Kelly talks about, it's a systems approach. And this is finishing the system like Lee's talking about, rounding the bases. Just make sure you covered your bases on this pass. You said something also. You said that um, it's the scab. This last month, if you have a disease, all of a sudden you're going from flour mill quality to it gets fed to the hogs, wheat prices. So this is like, why not take this last one? But you said something also about uh, test weight, Chad. Temple, I just ran a couple of numbers. I don't know because I don't grow 1,500 acres of wheat like you. If I get two pounds of test weight uh, on on uh, eighty bushel wheat, that adds me one hundred sixty pounds, which is two point uh, six, uh, you know, two and a half more bushels at ten bucks. I mean, am I using? Am, am I accurate that? Yeah. If you're if you're doing it's the a right big stuff, deal. Well, two pounds is it reasonable that the doing the things right on this last pass does it give us two more pounds of test weight? I don't know that it's going to give you two pounds of test weight, but you're not really adding that many things. And this last load, you're just securing the test weight that you've built all along. Does that okay. make better it, sense? Yeah, it, it prevents you from carrying ten. It's going to get. It's it's more of a. You know, we talked about it before that insurance policy that yeah. all these other things that we did, yeah. we're going to round that base and we're going to take it all the way to the end. It prevents um, test weight loss. Maybe is the right thing. It yes, prevents test weight yes. loss at the end. And you know, wheat, wheat's a, wheat is a very, very vital, you know, volatile crop after it becomes, uh, after it matures. Once it matures and it gets hard the first time and, you know, you're out there cutting it and then you get a rain event and then it dries up and then you get another rain event and then it dries up or you get real heavy dews. Every time that happens, you lose a little test weight. These things that we're doing helps lengthen that window of when that thing starts to fall off exactly so so let's talk about one last thing we've talked about growing this crop we've all the way to the end just like temple brought us home so when now let's talk about harvesting this crop this is where things like well well, you you, you're gonna you're gonna i need you to stop for a minute because are we gonna tell them about what we want to try to do like we did with our corn are you gonna save that See, there you go, saving the information. We we're not hundred percent. We're gonna do another well, we don't need that. We don't need I'm just saying that what if we're gonna be send it guys, you know, or we're gonna just talk about what we knew worked with corn. Potentially, maybe it might work with wheat. No, we're gonna run it and we're gonna talk about it next year. 
You ain't no Cinda guy. I'm going to cut our wheat wager on the ground. All right. It's going to be flat. All right. But hey. let's talk about, let's talk about Harson. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Temple, let Chad go. go Temple, Temple, let Chad go. He's got the last thing. He's got his last statement. Temple, Temple said, said he forgot Palisade. <laughs> forgot Palisade. Palisade. He, you need to, you, you need to talk about that. And I'm going to tell you why I don't use it, but go ahead, Chad. You got to talk about that because if you're going to build this kind of plant, um, most of the listeners out there are probably going to want to use Palisade. Hit it. Um, I, I'm going to tell you what. I don't know the best way to use Palisade. <laughs> that is <laughs> what because what is, um, it is. It's it is. You think that head scab timing is critical? This palisade timing is critical. Now we can use a full rate and we can stop it. We can use two pieces of rate. We done that last year on our wheat wager. We knew we had something going on when we come in there with our one of the heck, they say feet six. That's where they're gonna talk about. We're going to feet. But they say feet six, but we're gonna come in there and we can put a us a, a half a rate on. I don't remember I don't even remember. I want to say ten ounces is a full rate. Am I wrong there? But I was putting four to six ounces on maybe. And then coming back the second time, but I don't use Palisade a whole lot. Um, but as my nitrogen starts going up more, I'm going to have to start using it and get better at it. How about that? What's the purpose? So, what's the What's the purpose, Temple, that you you don't and that Chad does use Palisade? What is Palisade? So Palisade is a a plant growth regulator, but not in the form of a PGR of what we usually usually use PGRs for. It literally regulates the plant growth, the height of the plant. That's what it's supposed to do. That's what it's designed to do. And it shortens up that plant so you don't have wheat that lodges because once it lodges, you have a million different problems come in. I'm going to say this, um, and I could be wrong. I never apply Palisade, but yet I can put on the same pounds as Chad can and Chad's crop will fall down or my neighbor's crop will fall down and mine won't. And I'm going to tell you why I think this is, again, this is theory. This is why I think that it, that it happens. I never, ever, never, never, ever put a, um, a fertilizer on my crop without having the stream tips. And here's, here's why I think um, this works. So if we go out there and we want to break down residue, what do we do? We want to spray a UAN, 28005, 32%, I don't care, and at, a, at a rate, and we want to emulsify it, and you want to get it on the crop, and it helps break that crop down because it, it creates lesions in that crop so that crop can break apart and fall apart. I believe that since I never emulsify that fertilizer and I never get it onto that plant, I literally can put on 135, 140 pounds of N and my crop will not fall down. And I think that it has something to do with that. And I don't use Palisade. I, I, I just never have ever since um, switching in to the stream tips. I don't have wheat that goes down anymore. And uh, maybe it's maybe it's a function of all these things, and I'm building a different plant. But Chad's doing the same thing, 
maybe the only difference is between me and him is is his growing environment. Like his never really stops growing. Does that make sense, Chad? It, it, it definitely does. It's all about how tall it gets in the fall. If I can keep that thing short, it's just like, let's say we pick certain varieties that we're going to push harder because they'll be coming in there at 31 inches instead of 34, five or six inches tall wheat. Yeah. You know, so we, we have to manage those things. And I, I really don't know what the answer is. Different years. I don't think this is something that you're going to just stick in a program. You're going to just hammer it in. You're going to keep it in because if you plant a crop and you got cold early in December and stayed cold, I don't think you're going to need it. But then you get there in the crop and you had a warm December where we was wearing shorts outside for Christmas. Yeah. Better get your palisade ready. You know, I think this is something that you're definitely going to have to play by. It's going to have to be in every crop at some point, according to plant date, weather. It's, I, I hate to say that this is my program and I'm going to do it. I, and I know people that does and have great luck with it, but I, I just, it's hard, man, that window's hard. Like one year it works great and the next year it don't. And it ain't saying the product don't work is you miss the window. I think the window yeah. is small and I'm not sure if we used it. We you couldn't get it in there and use it in one of the passes. I don't I don't know, you know, at, at a half a rate. All right. I, I think we can we can wrap on this because now we're getting to speculation. This has been the longest podcast that we have ever produced Extreme Mag, but I tell you what, it's more of a seminar because if you want to produce wheat, I've already changed the title four times in this. I'm calling it how we produce big yield high profit wheat with Chad Henderson and Temple Rhodes, because they do it. We've covered a lot of ground, but if you stayed with us this whole time, it's because you care about making money on wheat. These guys can do it. Remember, remember also, you can reach out to these two, and if you're a member, you can find them and get these questions that you might have. Remember, you don't have to start by uh, going to five treatments with every product. In the, in hey, the how, about, how about this, Damien? Me and Chad will release our seventh pass that we want to do our trial pass on the question and answers uh, forum on uh, if you're a member of uh, XA. How about that? Chad, right. you agree that? We'll, we'll and, release it then, right? We need to talk about the combines. All right. We need to talk about the harvest. Oh, that's an episode that That's an episode for another day. The main thing is these guys took you down the road on how to get to 100 bushel wheat, how to make money on wheat, and we're not talking about going out here and doing the bare minimum. You know, if that's what you want to do, you can do that. Go buy the cheapest ground to get the worst ground you have, put out as little money as possible. There's money to be yep. made if you just are a low-cost producer also, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about really applying our efforts and our products and our know-how to create and practices, of course, to create uh, high yield, big profit wheat. His name is Chad Henderson, the founding father hey, of Extreme Ag. Temple Roads, our Extreme Ag affiliate. We're so lucky to have him in the Eastern Shore of Maryland. Till next time, I'm Damian Mason. Thank you for joining us here at Extreme Ag's Cutting the Curve. Thanks for listening to another edition of Cutting the Curve. For more information that you can apply to your farm operation, visit extremeag.farm. Are your crops stressed out? Ag Explorer has you covered with a full line of products to help protect your crop from environmental stressors such as cold and wet or heat and drought. Check out agexplorer.com and start protecting your yields and profits.